You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Each week, our team discusses news and events from this past week, as well as preview the week ahead, covering Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbay Speaker, and more. I'm Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, and let me bring in the rest of this team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm calling in this week with my phone due to some weather circumstances, but other than that, doing real good. How are you doing, Miranda? I am doing well. Uh, Dusty, you have predicated that uh, this show is going to be a little bit different this week, not only because of you calling in, but some of our structure and format. Before I get into those details, though, even though this format has changed a little bit this week, we still got the third member of this team, and that's who? 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 It's the one and only Brendan Barr. Woohoo! Just, just barely. I'm just barely here. Like we were talking yes. about off air. I have been working like crazy this week, so yes. glad to be here. Yes, we are in an interesting spot. November is a very interesting month for all of us, whether it's work, whether it's relocation, whether it's weather. It's a lot going on. So as I kind of mentioned just a few moments ago, this episode is going to be a little bit different where uh, we are really going to be hitting on just a few key news items for this week. Um, we're really narrowing it down to just the needs to know as of recording for this week, which is Wednesday. Um, and so if anything happens after that, the rest of this week, we won't be able to cover it until next week. Um but also, though, we are in for a special treat because we also did recently uh, interview someone within the world of professional wrestling um, who serves in a different role. Um, and that's Martin Carrillo, who is the co-owner and founder of Wrestling with Unicorns, which is a uh, really the best way to describe it is a social media um, account um, that highlight wrestling matches really from all over the United States. Martin and, and his brother work together to attend and film uh, matches at independent wrestling promotions and highlight them and help advertise them and the wrestlers themselves. So um, later on in the show, we have a very fun interview with him and in getting to know more about wrestling with unicorns 
his experience in recording wrestlers, especially luchadors, and, you know, his insights to the current uh, news and happenings in the world of pro wrestling. So that is going to be the second half of the show. But as I mentioned, we still got some news to tell you. We still got the latest and greatest. So for this week, Brendan has super meshed together <laughs> the road back to shows in indie roundup. So Brendan, what is our super mega indie roundup back to shows uh, <laughs> story this week? So uh, it it sounds like it's out of order, but it will all make sense. Uh, the Crash had a return to holding events. They had a number of of matches, which was uh, but the biggest highlight of that was that we had. Uh, we have a new The Crash champion, which is none other than El Hijo de Vikingo. And uh, Bandito congratulated him after the match and was kind of pushing for him to go on ahead into Triple Mania Regia and, and do good things there. So, like, there we go. We, you know, this is this, it's all wrapped up into one little thing. We're, we're kind of previewing uh, future events. We're... We have a result here, and it's a it's a heck of a one. I'm uh, really excited to see what they do with uh, Vikingo, who they keep touting as the the future of this uh, of, of of lucha libre. It, and uh, here he is getting a, a fairly major championship uh, and being propped up for another opportunity in a major championship. Yeah, I mean, as, and and this is not the last time you'll hear Ijo de Vikingo um, on this <laughs> broadcast, no. actually. So no. that's a teaser for what you'll hear uh, <laughs> later on in the show. And the same thing with Crash. We actually have some interesting Crash news um, that we're going to feature later on in the show. So stay tuned to that. But you know what time it is. We're going to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. And a big thank you to Denise Alcedo bringing us this week's Lucha Central Central, letting you know what's happening throughout the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Up next, Dusty has this week in AEW, including a pretty uh, interesting matchup on AEW Dark. Yeah, on AEW Dark this week, we had Andrade El Idolo versus Warhorse. He made his return <laughs> to AEW after all this time. He was one of the cool stories of the pandemic. His fans just kind of blew him up on Twitter until he was on AEW. He finally made a return, but if you thought he was going to get his win, he lost against Cody last time. If you were a big Warhorse fan, you thought he was going to get his win back, uh, your dreams were dashed. This was just a big squash, <laughs> but God, Andrade looked so good in this match. He was just like a tiger. I mean, it was incredible. It, the thing I noticed in this match, when you watch Andrade wrestle, and I noticed it so much in this match, watch his eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's seriously mm-hmm. like watching the predator move through the jungle. It's, it's incredible. He's yeah. just so focused. That, yeah, that's that's I, what comes from years of having to perform with only a uh, eye, your eyes available to in yeah, motion with. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, I had a little technical issue there, but yeah, great match. 
quick squash match, obviously, like I mentioned, for Andrade. Also on Dynamite, I have not seen it as of recording time. It's like going on as we're airing. But Thunder Rosa had a big match this week, trios match, teaming with Anna Jay and Tay Conte versus Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel, not Reba. So we will have that next week in our AEW coverage. We'll give you the full rundown of this week's Dynamite, next week's Dynamite, and everything in between. For more AEW news as it happens, check out LuchaCentral.com. Thank you, Dusty. Yes, you know, next week we're going to have a lot more to cover on AEW, so stay tuned. What we are also covering right now, uh, and we have some news on, is MLW. This week on MLW Fusion Alpha, we do have a trios match between Los Parks and 5150. And we also have the 12-man survival tag team match with the team of EJ and Duca, Richard Holiday, Savio Vega, the Blue Meanie, Warhorse, and Zenshi versus Akira Kawan, Casey Navarro, King Mo, Gino Medina, Kevin Koo, and the Beastman with Kim Chi. So that is a very loaded match. I do, I will say that I was able to watch Los Parks versus 5150 and that just broke out in chaos. Uh, and that predicates what, uh, news coming out of, uh, War Chamber with 5150 who faced Los Parks for the MLW Tag Team Championships. You see the news out there. You know the spoilers. We're not going to discuss it this week, but make sure you stay tuned to the next week because we will have much more news on the results for from War Chamber. But if you want your Lucha Libre fix this week on MLW, this is a great episode to watch. Also, MLW came out with news earlier this week regarding the partnership they have with The Crash. MLW announced that its next event will take place in Tijuana, Mexico as a co-promotion with the Crash Lucha Libre featuring, <coughs> excuse me, Azteca Underground. And so that's going to be held on Friday night, December 3rd, with ticket information being available a, a little bit later. Um, but MLW back to Mexico. Um, and partnering with the crash this time. So, uh, they did announce or kind of tie it into an announcement by Cesar Duran. And so it's a little bit more of a storyline, um, uh, situation as well. But we heard Court Bauer in the media call not too long ago talk about the desire to want to go back to Mexico and teasing that this was a possibility. And now we have it. So MLW specifically, MLW Azteca, is going to be partnering with The Crash for a show in Tijuana on December 3rd. You know, we'll have more information as we as it becomes available here on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, so make sure you stay tuned for more. Up next, it's the segment you know you love. It's This Week in Lucha Libre History with Dusty. Yeah, and this right. It's time for This Week in Lucha Libre History. Be sure to check in at LuchaCentral.com every single day for this day in Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera for information, birthdays, anniversaries, matches of the day, amazing videos, and even more. And it's all about Lucha Libre, and it's at LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. 
And our theme of breaking with tradition this week, we're going to break away from what we normally do with this week in Lucha Libre. And we had some breaking news as we went to kind of recording time that Machimato, or Hayato rather, excuse me, had passed away. And if you're not familiar with Machimato, he was the first Japanese wrestler to head to Mexico. Before Ultimo Dragon, before Sayama with Tiger Mask, before Grand Hamada, there was Machimato. He was a big deal. He was too, He started in New Japan Dojo in June of 73, and he was just deemed too little. He trained for a year and a half. He just wasn't big enough. So he went to Mexico, and he trained. And he wanted to join EMLL. CMLL was known as EMLL then. And they didn't really want him, but they agreed to sign him on for some Juarez shows. And he had a karate gimmick. He was known as Karate Hado. And he really took off. People loved him. He had a hot feud with Satanico. He had big feuds in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Panama. I mean, he was everywhere. And then he got this kind of lucha training, lucha style. He goes back to Japan. And the first thing he does is try to bring over all the luchadors that he made friends with. He wants to bring that style to Japan. And it was a huge deal. He changed his mask while he was in Mexico to a style that had been kind of inspired by Sangre Chicana, but also very samurai kabuki looking, a huge influence on the mask of Great Sasuke, if you're familiar with that. And by 1982, he leaves Mexico again, and he pretty much retires in 1985 and moves to the United States. And he, you know, was a huge influence on both the martial arts style, the karate style gimmicks in Lucha Libre, the Lucha Libre influence in Japan. Without him, there would be no, like I say, no Ultimo Dragon, no Sayama's Tiger Mask. There would be no Jushin Thunder Liger. He is super important, and his importance cannot be overstated. Um, he was born, I believe, in 1951, so he, you know, 70 years old, roughly, when he passed away, and hopefully we'll have some more information. We'll give you a little more on this next week, but that's as much as I could put together with the limited amount of time we had this evening for recording time. But be sure and check in at this week in Lucha Libre. Lots of cool stuff going on. It's Chris Jericho's birthday week. Ton of cool stuff that Chris did with CMLL. Lots of good stuff. So see what Pep's got going on there, and that's at luchacentral.com. Your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Thank you, Dusty. Of course, we always get you covered on educating you in the world of Lucha Libre with this week in Lucha Libre history and this day in Lucha Libre history. But we do that in a lot of other ways as well, Brendan, through everything available at LuchaCentral.com. Can you let our listeners know about what else they can find on LuchaCentral.com? Oh, man, I, you know, I should have realized we were doing this on this this episode. Uh, one second here. Uh, but if you are listening to this and and uh, you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it really is time to do it. Yep. LuchaCentral.com is the home for all things Lucha Libre, uh, where you can get top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. A place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards. 
seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of all of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And, Brendan, while you're at it, I know we have some CMLL news uh, to share, an update, actually. That was actually where I was looking at when you when you called me to, to do that wonderful bit there. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, <laughs> but, you know, we always got to plug the site. We got to pay we got to pay the bills, you know, absolutely got to Got to hail the grilled cheese overlord there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Best nickname ever. <laughs> CMLL, as we promised, they did have more of the uh, Day of the Dead events, including the Ray Del Inframundo. And uh, that was going to be a matchup uh, with uh, Terrible. He did wind up winning the uh, retaining the championship. So Terrible is still the king of the underworld for another year. Um, my opinion on that is because he's probably a safe bet to still be in CMLL next year, but that that could just be uh would just be me. That was against Atlantis Junior, uh, who did win the the uh the early in an earlier mat earlier Cybernetico, which we covered on last week's show. He did win that for the right to go against Terrible. Uh, this was a one fall match, so they clearly were, uh, were also thinking about next year instead of making it a more traditional two out of three falls. Uh, so that, that's our, the, the, the big one. Uh, the, uh, all of this information is up on luchacentral.com as well as, uh, I can give it, give it to you, uh, all the full results on socials. Dusty sounds like he watched a bunch of it and probably could get, fill you in on your favorite matches, if not the whole card and, uh, we can go from there. So lots of ways to get this information out of us, uh, but start at LuchaCentral.com because uh, the grilled cheese overlord tells us to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All hail the grilled cheese overlord. <laughs> <laughs> That's CMLL this week? Yes, and that is CMLL this week. <laughs> uh, our last news story of this episode is WWE. Uh, with a new tag team name coming about and a change to the Survivor Series team lineup. Yeah. Uh, first up on SmackDown, we had Angel and Umberto, and they have a new tag team name. They are Los Lotharios, and they defeated Cesaro and Mansoor this week. So a huge week for them. If you don't know, Lothario is a real ladies' man, also a little bit of a cad. So it's a great name for their team. And also yeah. a name Angel Garza has dropped his last name, and right now he's strictly known as Angel. I, I would have gone with Garza if it had been me and you had to cut one half of the name. Yeah. But at least he's push. I mean, like, the is good. And the speaking of, like, defeating Cesaro is huge for Angel and Umberto. And also Mansoor was one of their biggest baby faces coming out of Crown Jewel. So this was about as high profile of a win as Los Lotharios could have picked up this week and been believable. It's a very surprising win, and I think it's a sign that they're highly invested in them. I mean, to beat Cesaro is kind of a big deal, and so it's, yeah, a great spot for them. And then on Raw, we, we had a little bit of shake-up in the Survivor Series. Adam Pearce thinks he might have made a mistake by putting Dominic on the Raw Survivor Series team. 
because every other member is a former WWE champion, but Dominic can keep his spot if he wins the match against Bobby Lashley. However, true to the last several months, Ray gets involved and Dominic loses, and Dominic blames Ray. I've mentioned before, I am not a fan of the storyline where they break up the Mysterios, and now that Ray is the only masked luchador in WWE as a result of the recent firings, I've become less and less of a fan of what WWE is doing with them each week. But maybe the Dominic kind of storyline will breathe some new life into their position and kind of be exciting. So hopefully that'll be something interesting for them. Shake it up. But until next week, if there's any WWE news, check out LuchaCentral.com. They'll have you covered. I should we should point out real quick, sorry. The uh the, the Survivor Series team announcements happened just over social media after we recorded last week's show. So yes. those of you yeah. who are lost on this, they announced it and then by the time we were able to record, they already changed the lineup to take Dominic out. So just time things change <laughs> in a blink of an eye. So even yep. when we don't mean to run short there's still things that happen in between recordings so yes and and also for those items that we didn't talk about this week such as nxt um and more detail roh you know those one we do uh you know we'll cover those in future episodes and of course you can visit luchacentral.com for show results uh as well um so Right now, that leads us to uh, the second part of our show. As I had mentioned earlier, our interview with Martin Carrillo, who is the co-owner and founder of Wrestling with Unicorns. Now, we have interviewed a variety of people within the world of wrestling and Lucha Libre, and Martin is a little different. You have heard us talk about Wrestling with Unicorns before as far as being able to watch clips of matches from promotions from Texas to Chicago uh, to Florida, really all over. Um, but Martin himself has a deep background uh, with luchadors and lucha libre. His own culture has really influenced, uh, you know, his love of pro wrestling. Um, and we got to hear some great stories from him as far as, you know, um, you know, his his interactions with people in the world of wrestling before we get into the interview i just want to ask each of you kind of any big takeaways from this and what our listeners can expect with this interview with martin and dusty i'll start with you what i was mostly struck by was his love of wrestling his love of independent wrestling like it i mean he really loves it and you hear people talk about you know if you love something work at it dedicate yourself to it you know you'll find a way to get into it He's the embodiment of that. Like, he made his own spot. And it's so cool, and it embodies the same ethic of the indie wrestlers. You know, he worked his way up. And I like the parallels in his story with the kind of indie wrestler story going on there. Brendan? I'm I'm in a similar vein. Uh, my big takeaway, I've always talked about this and every interview we've done and when we're talking about supporting your local indie show, like he, he gives us a good story of going to an indie show, falling in love with the product, finding a way to support it, and then now that's turned into him being kind of a big deal in the indie circuit, yeah. right? So yeah. 
like if you if you love indie wrestling and you you know you want to do more than just buy a ticket but and I do not want to undersell just how valuable it is for you to just buy a ticket and show mm-hmm. up uh, <laughs> but if you feel like this calling to do more do what Martin listen to Martin's story where he just did something that he was kind of having fun with it and it turned into a thing so you know that's was my big takeaway on this yeah I think you both make such valid points regarding, you know, Martin's love of wrestling, which really fuels his passion and now this business in recording um, and, and also gets that understanding of then how to record and who he interacts with. And also really the big emphasis on how he's really pushing to promote independent promotions all over the United States and wrestlers. That will also be an interesting part uh, of listening into the interview of how much the wrestlers have benefited from his clips and who has been able to see them. And, you know, it really goes far up the ladder, far higher than I think he even realized until he was told who actually watches his clips. Um, but at least for us on our show, too, as we get to learn about other promotions and other Lucha Libre promotions or luchadors that we don't necessarily get to see live, organizations like Wrestling with Unicorns help bring wrestling to a larger audience and that is ultimately what we all try and do as podcasters as videographers as content creators and so uh we ended up realizing we have a lot more in common with Martin than we had anticipated and you may as well as you listen to this interview so with that please enjoy our interview with Wrestling with Unicorn co-founder, creator, co-owner. I keep saying lots of co's, and, and that is, you know, word up to, to his brother who works with him and helped him find it. Um, but go ahead and listen to our interview with Martin Carrillo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Mass Mats and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. 
From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is Miranda Morales. And today we have a very special interview up in store here at the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Of course, we bring you everything that you need to know in the world of Lucha Libre. And we like to speak with a variety of people in the world of Lucha Libre, from wrestlers to promoters to photographers. And today... We have the pleasure of speaking with someone who has helped bring wrestling content to thousands of people all over the United States and the world with, if my math is correct, which it may be off, but I'm pretty, pretty solid on this, over 48,000 followers on social, on various social media platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. He has recorded content for promotions like AEW Pro, Galley Lucha Libre, Warrior Wrestling, Freelance Wrestling, Local Wrestling, uh, Pele Pro, and Game Changer Wrestling. And that's just this year, you guys. And his work has been featured on AEW, WWE, and Sports Illustrated. Please welcome from Wrestling with Unicorns, Martin Carrillo. Welcome to the show, Martin. Hello, guys. How are you guys doing? We are doing excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we here at the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast often plug Wrestling with Unicorns as a place for fans to see clips of independent wrestling shows really from all over. But for those who may not be familiar with what Wrestling with Unicorns is, do you mind sharing with us, you know, what what is Wrestling with Unicorns all about? Yeah, uh, it's pretty much um, uh, uh, it's just uh, a place where we help and promote uh, uh, wrestling companies, uh, wrestlers. You know, uh, it's just mostly we do it through our clips. You know, it's like uh, if a promotion wants us to give them exposure, you know, it's like we'll go to the promotion. You know, it's like and we take clips as much as possible. Uh, we always make sure. Uh, they let us know how many clips they want. Uh, usually promotions are like five to six clips. You know, it's like uh, just like the best for for every match. You know, it's pretty much what we do is just show how awesome wrestlers are. You know, it's like making them famous. You know, that's basically what we have been doing for, for the past five years. You know, it's like helping promotions, uh, helping wrestlers. You know, it's like 
helping as much people as possible for them to like be able to accomplish their dreams. You know, it's like that's something uh, our mission and our goal is to be able to help as much people as possible and be able to find more fans. You know, it's like be able to help get fans and be able to be connected to the fans too. You know, it's it, that's something that we very try our best on having the fans be able to see cool clips, you know, be able to become fans of new wrestlers or new promotions, you know, check out different networks going on. You know, that's something that Wrestling Unicorns is very focused on. Very cool. What did it take for you to kind of get this started? What were the steps, the initial steps that helped this fall into place for you? Honestly, um, it all started me as being a, uh, being a fan uh, about six years ago. This month's going to be six years when when I went to my first AAW Pro Show here in Chicago. Uh, funny cool. thing was, uh, the funny thing was that that show, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon were on that show, and they were the reason why me and my brother and my friend went to that show because of them. Uh, because my friend was a big fan of Lucha Underground at the time, you know. And they yeah. were huge. And, and then the funny thing is that they were supposed to be at the uh, Olympian Theater. Uh, that that's like a big theater here in Chicago, you know. But then, but then they just switched it to the Logan Square Auditorium. It's kind of closer to us, so so we're like, oh, okay, cool, you know. So then from there, uh, I remember the first match, uh, Ray Phoenix against Tommaso Chapa, and right away, you know, it's like I fell in love with like like what what seeing you know like seeing Ray Phoenix for the first time in person and plus at the time I was I was kind of not new to the indie scene but like kind of new to the Lucha, to the Lucha Underground thing you know it's like at the time that was huge uh and then from there like I was just taking some pictures and some videos you know like just for fun that was all what I was doing and then from there uh, I told my brother I was like hey do you want to buy tickets for the next show he goes, yeah, let's do it. At the time, we didn't have a car at the time, so like we had to depend on my dad to drive us around and stuff. And then we went to the second AAW show, and then we're like, okay, let's go to the next one. And then the third one, and then like we kept on going, you know. And then, and then from there, I was like, I remember one day, I was like, man, like I want to make a page to like just kind of show like the clips and pictures I take, you know, it's like something for fun at the time. It was just for fun. It was never to be serious, you know? Uh, and then like the name of some unicorns, uh, when I was in high school, I used to you, uh, like I, I used to write in my ID, uh, suck my unicorn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing was that uh, I went to a Catholic school, uh, like my freshman year. You know, so then I, I, I write it in my ID, suck my unicorn. And then from there, like, that was something that stuck with me. And then when when I was finding a, a name, I was like, wrestling unicorns. So, like, because, like, I was like, wrestlers for me were like unicorns, you know? And it was funny because I was thinking about that part of like, oh, I used to write suck my unicorn on stuff. And then I was thinking about unicorns being like majestic creatures, you know, something different. Uh, them being able to do something that like normal people can be doing, you know. So then I just I remember the first picture I made was just like kind of like a Photoshop uh, picture. It was Chris Hero against Zack Sabre Jr. from like PWG, and I just put in the bottom of wrestling parts. You know, it was just a simple, simple, simple picture. 
you know, it was never supposed to be like nothing big. So then from there, uh, I just started to like take pictures, kept on taking pictures, taking videos. And then one day, uh, at AAW, uh, someone came up to me. He goes, Hey, can we talk? I was like, yeah, I was like, let's talk. And then he was like, yeah, uh, he goes, Oh, what do you exactly do with the footage? You know, I was like, I was like, I just upload it on, on my social medias, you know, on Twitter and Facebook. At the time, I was only, I only had Twitter and Facebook at the time. And I was like, I, I just do that. And he goes, what's, what's your goal? Like, why, why are you doing it? I was like, oh, because I just want to like show people what I love, you know, like something that I appreciate very much, you know? And he was like, okay, cool. Like, you can totally do it for us, you know? But the thing is like, you have to do it from your seat. I was like, cool. I was like, I'll do it. So then I kept on doing it for AAW. And then that same year, um, I will, uh, this was 2017. So I started wrestling unicorns. 20, 2016. So it took about a year to like get noticed, you know, about a year. And then I took class for freelance wrestling on July of 2017. And then from there, I started taking it for different companies, you know. And then, and then when I feel like when we blew up, like blow up was in like 20, 2019, you know, 20, uh, 2020, 2019 was when we yeah. totally, blew, you know, and we were able to be everywhere in the United States. Uh, it's like, like, it's funny to just talk about it that like, it was never supposed to be nothing, you know, it's like, it was just supposed to be something fun. And now it's like, I do it every weekend, you know, it's like being able to travel around the country, you know, being able to do this, uh, and actually getting paid for it, you know, it's like, it's a good rewarding, uh, and it's something that I am grateful for, you know, it's just, it just came up to be an idea of just for fun. And now it's, it's more bigger than I will, I will ever imagine. Living the dream. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you, uh, you, you, uh, started to answer this already. You, you started off with Lucha events, but, uh, do you, do you have like a different approach when you're working with, when you're filming a Luchador or a Lucha Libre event versus when you're filming more of an indie style event? Yeah, I do. Uh, funny thing that you ask, uh, because I always go to the back before the shows and like, I always talk to the wrestlers, you know, it's like, Hey, I was like, Hey, like, is there a Pacific move you're doing? You know, it's like, it's always a different way of talking to the American luchador, uh, the American wrestlers and the luchadors. Uh, with the luchadors, they're mostly Mexicans, you know, it's like, and like, I'm Mexican too. So, and we have that connection, you know, like right away, you know, like we start like, like, uh, uh, slang words in Spanish, you know, like right away, like I know, <laughs> you know, it's like a bunch of slang words, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up, papi? You know, it's like whatever. And, it's like, and that's, you know, when you have, like, a good connection with luchadors. Yeah. And then with Americans, wrestlers, I feel like it's more formal. You know, it's like I ask them, hey, like, like what kind of move are you doing? You know, and they're like, oh, I'm doing I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And with the luchadors, they're like, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, like, they start doing, like, the movements, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I always know, hey, like, let me know in what location are you going to be at. So, like, I'll be able to capture your move the best way. You know, and then with the American luchadors, they usually, they kind of see where I'm at and they stay around the area. But, but with the luchadors is they just do whatever they want and they just go all around the ring. Like you have to like be on, on your toes, you know, they like be able to like, like run, run to the left, run to the right or like run all around the ring, you know, because they, 
they just like at, at the heat of the moment, you know, the heat of the moment, they just go for a move, boom, and then like they just just come, uh, they just come back inside and they hit another move, and then like you have to make sure that you catch it and everything. Uh, so like with the lucha, lucha style is more faster, you know. It's like uh, one of my favorites that I have ever recorded, uh, Ray Phoenix. Man, that man, that man is so talented. You know, it's like he has always been, yeah, you know, so quick. Wow. Yes. Yes. Uh, and like. Uh, I have almost been killed by him like three, four times. <laughs> How many people can claim that? You know, and it's funny because a lot of people they're like, uh, they're like, uh, "How?" I was like, "I was like, I can tell you exact the, the exact moments that happened." I was like, "I have seen this man go a hundred miles from side to outside." I was like, "To a freaking cannonball to the outside." I was like, "He does his." Like uh, his version of the six one nine to the outside, I was like, I, I was almost kicked kicked in the head by him. I was like, so I was like, I know Ray Phoenix, you know, and like I was like, I know that man, like he can like literally murder somebody. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, and and that's why it's like uh, you always have to make sure that like you talk to wrestlers, you know, it's like some wrestlers are really cool by it, and, and they'll tell you, hey, this and that, this and this. And then there's other wrestlers that like they'll be like, oh, I ha- I haven't figured out, so like just look at the ring, and, and that's all, you know. So like in the luchadors, they start telling you, but then they do a completely whole different match. So <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, true. They they just they'll they'll in their head it looks one way, and then when they actually do it, it goes completely another way. Oh yes, I was like, <laughs> I know that completely. Like uh, I remember the. There was one match. They told me, "Oh, uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that." And then once I started taking clips, it was a whole completely match. It was a whole <laughs> different match. Am I watching the correct match? Because I was like, they told me this, that. and I was like, and they just did completely, completely the opposite that that they were thinking of doing. You mentioned Ray Phoenix being one of the people, your favorite people to to film. Are there any wrestlers or luchadors in particular that you really enjoy filming and working with? Uh, luchadors. Uh, there's Gringo Loco from from here, uh, from Galley Lucha Libre. Uh, he's one of my closest friends. Uh, we basically uh, grew basically I grew up with him in the business because like I've been knowing him for five years now. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like he's been one of my mentors. Uh, Gringo's one of them because he has gotten so good over the years. Uh, recently, I saw him wrestle against uh, Freddie Yehai in AAW, and that was the first time I ever I seen him in a one on one with American Luchador. No, uh, an American wrestler. Like yeah. that was the first time I seen him. And then like the style that he was bringing, it was so completely to the lucha libre style that I see him doing in Galley all the time. And it was something different, you know, for like Lucha Libre wise, like, man, it's like I seen this man like catch uh, Ray Horace, like from from out of nowhere. I seen him carry Aramis, man. Aramis is another guy that's like, yes, my God. yeah, yes. so good. Right. It's like Aramis, <laughs> uh, too. Um, yep. uh, Mr. Iwana. <laughs> you know, Mr. Iwana is another one that like yeah. uh, coming very often. Here in Chicago, and like I've seen him often here. Uh, and then there's another luchador from uh, from Laredo, Texas, uh, Antonio uh, San Francisco. Is it Antonio San Francisco? Uh, ASF. He's from uh, 
the Laredo uh, area. Uh, he's another one that, like, he's super young, but, like, he's getting there. You know, that one of the luchadors that I really enjoy taking clips up. Um, and then uh, Gino Medina, you know, it's, like, another guy that's, like, uh, who has become, like, one of my closest friends in, in this business. He, yeah, he's another one because, man, he throws that spinning tornado kick like a oof. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous yeah. kick, man, it's especially for someone that, you know, his, his style, again, he has such a hybrid style of learning, you know, lucha, but also, you know, the American style and the think that he could be such a multifaceted wrestler. And a lot of, of the wrestlers, you know, that do have lucha training, but also, you know, that American style, that's a dangerous combination. Yeah. Oh, and then right now I'm just thinking about them. Uh, Kenny Lupus and Dragon Bait. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dragon Bait. Oh my. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I took. I took clips of Dragon Bait in Mexico. Uh, I actually did one show in Mexico in 2019, and like I went in Mexico, and then like, I took clips of him, and like right away when I saw Dragon Bait, I was like, this guy's gonna be like, he's he's gonna be good, you know. But then it took him years to come to the United States because of the whole like uh, visa situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and stuff uh but then he, well, once he came here like he started blowing up uh but recently i haven't seen him recently uh you know and then kind of lupus another one that like he has a heavy a heavy 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 hand like uh i remember i saw him wrestle against gino medina and loco and they beat the shit out of each other you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> See, gino didn't say that when we were interviewing him he mentioned no thing about getting his ass <laughs> no, he, he probably could went back to the, all the the psycho clown punishing when instead of talking about that. Yeah, psycho <laughs> like like I saw Gino Medina getting psycho clown. You know, it's like uh, that was one of the first matches at local that that I was able to take clips of. Psycho, I mean, that match honestly like blew my mind because I've never seen psycho clown before, and that that, that was my first time seeing him. And like they were like going. Like doing flips, they were doing so much different things, like the style that Psycho Clown does in Triple A, you know. Um, but yeah, like Kenny Lupus against Gino, it's like they beat the crap out of each other, you know. It's like I remember uh, because Gino was my ride uh, after the show, right? And like I, I remember seeing his chest, his chest was all red, like it was all nasty. Right? And then like uh, he was driving us uh, to my hotel room, and then he was just telling me, man, it's like I really like my match against Kenny Lupus. But then I was like, yeah, I was like, it, but the bad thing is that that your chest is red. He goes, yeah, but like uh, that was a good match. I was like, it, it was. A good match. <laughs> I was like, it was a good match, but I was like, it was a lot of uh, chopping. It was a lot of going crazy. So. Do you have any fun road stories from riding with some of the luchadors? You, you know, you mentioned you, Gino was your ride at times. Like, so you, <laughs> you have any awesome stories? Um, uh, I'm trying to think what awesome stories that are appropriate. That is- <laughs> we like inappropriate all stories too. Yeah, the answer is all of them, Martin. You can say whatever you want. No, I, I understand exactly here. what he's talking about. I, I've been in the car right? with, yeah. There's, there's some things you just like, cause you just don't want to, you, you don't know when that's going to come back and haunt you that you, you told that story to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, the only luchador that we have ever, uh, oh yeah, um, recently, uh, uh, Ricky Marvin was with us in the car 
Gino and Roxy, like my brother and me, you know, it's like, and we were just driving to someone's house, you know, it's like, and we were able to eat at their house. Uh, uh, I can't, I don't know if I can talk so much about it, but like, they were just like some, some like a Lucha family, you know, like a Lucha family that like, I didn't know it was them, you know, because these people, they used to wear masks in, in the nineties. So like, I never knew who they were, but then <laughs> eating there, you know, and then like, out of nowhere, like, uh, like my brother was like, dude, they are famous luchadors. I was like, not even. And then he literally passed me the phone and I'm like, I just saw like the name and like kind of like the image of the person. I was like, Oh God, I was like, we are eating with like, uh, with like lucha royalty, you know? Yeah. yeah. Freaking cool. Right. Well, like, I don't know if I can mention them because it's like they live a private life now. Uh, yeah. but that was super cool to see. Uh, and then, uh, super crazy been in our car before. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of the ones I've been in the car with. That is always a fun, fun ride. In <laughs> uh, that car, it was super crazy. Uh, B-Boy. Uh, oh, uh, and like I was sitting down in the middle and my brother was driving and then, um, B-Boy was in the driver's seat and then, and then super crazy was in my left side and like, I'm, I'm kind of a big person, you know, like I'm, I'm big and like they literally made me be squeezed in the middle of Sammy and super crazy, you know, <laughs> and, and then Sammy just like wraps his arm around me. And then, like, uh, he's shirtless, too. <laughs> of course. Of course. And, and the funny thing is that uh, he just wrestled, you know? And we had to take him to the airport, and we had to take uh, Super Crazy to to his um to his uh, house or, like, the house he was staying at. And B-Boy wanted to go to Evolve that day because uh, Evolve was running in Chicago. And we were at Black Label, and Black Label is in Indiana, so it was about an hour away from here. And then, like, I only, like, remember, uh, Sammy was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to be uh, filming for the blog. So, like, please don't say nothing stupid. Don't do anything. We're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, like, Sammy just, like, in the whole blog, uh, he's literally wrapping his whole arm, like, his heart, like, he smells because, like, he just wrestled, you know? And I'm, like, smiling the whole blog because I'm, like, I was like, crap, I was, like, he really fucking smells. I was like, fuck. I was like, Jesus. Right? And then... And then we're driving and stuff, and then, like, super crazy. I uh, just, like, uh, I don't know what happened, but, like, super crazy, like, literally smacks my brother in the back of the head, you know? And yeah. then, like, just out of nowhere, he just smacks him fast, right? And, like, uh, he did it as as a fun way, you know? Like, he didn't do it in an aggressive way or nothing, but he just smacks him in the back of the head. And then uh, super crazy literally swings the door open, you know, in the middle of the expressway. He opens no. the door, and then the door comes back, right? And yeah. then he did it in a fun way. And and that was a story that like I'm like wow it's like super crazy smack my brother in the back of the head and he <laughs> opened the door in the expressway you know that's, and that's one of the stories or or recently um, at GCW uh, Gringo uh, myself my brother uh, uh, ASF and someone else we just randomly went to a restaurant and like we just ate together you know that's some of the that I really enjoy is being able to to interact with the luchadors. You know, it's like interact with people that I see only in the ring, but then be able to build friendships. Uh, that was the same way with Arrow Boy. 
uh, Arrowboy last year. Uh, we were on the same show, uh, Game Changer Wrestling. He was in the Nick Gage Invitational last year. And then, uh, and we were the only, like, honestly, like, the only Mexicans there. And then Arrowboy was like, hey, like, can I eat with you guys? And we're like, yeah, like, you know, like, let's go eat together. And then, like, it was, it was Arrowboy, uh, and, like, one of my friends and, and my brother and, like, another friend, and we were just eating together, you know? And my friend was, like, very, uh, uh, starstruck because, uh, he was like, wow, uh, he goes, wow, I'm eating with Arrowboy, you know? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, it's like he was very uh, starstruck, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I, I've been knowing Arrowboy for a while now." You know, it's like I I was just eating with him like normally, but my friend was like with the biggest smile ever. You know, it's like he was like, "Oh my god, I'm eating with Arrowboy." You know, uh, and like seeing those stories are something that I really enjoy wrestling. Uh, you know, it's like it's something that keeps me going. You know, sometimes wrestling gets stressed out, or like very stressful because of the whole uh, politics. You know, like let's be honest. You know, there's there's so many politics out there, you know, yeah. but being able to to interact with the wrestlers, be uh, being around them is something that I truly, uh, like, truly uh, treasure and appreciate very much. And like a lot of these wrestlers have become like like my friends uh, outside of the ring, you know, like some of them I actually talk to them like almost every day, you know, or some of them I forget to answer and they're they're, they're like, hey, answer me back, you know. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm really bad at replying back, especially to like my Facebook messenger. It's like, it's disgusting. Like I have like over 500 on red messages, you know, it's like, and like a lot of people get mad at me. They're like, Hey, like, why don't you answer me back? I was like, because I have a lot of messages on messenger, you know? Uh, and like on Instagram, like I'm, I'm a little bit better on it. Uh, because like I, I check, I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, let me reply back. And I, I reply back right away. But then when it's messenger, it's like, Piling, piling, piling. So, so yeah, that's why like I people get upset at me just because I never play back. <laughs> it's a problem I think we all suffer from it time to time. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you talked about the politics. We're gonna avoid the the negative stuff here. What is a promotion that you like to work with and you think that we all should know more about? Uh, a promotion I really like, like I really like working for. It's like Galileo Chilibre, you know. Okay. Uh, Carlos, uh, shout out to Carlos Galley. You know, it's like he has become like my second dad. You know, uh, he, he always, um, like treats me like one of his sons and like my brother too. You know, it's like he's always there making sure that we're not doing anything, anything stupid. You know, it's like we're doing everything the right way. You know, uh, he's always there telling us, hey, like, like, uh, you guys have to do this, you know, you do that. Um, but then, like, the wrestling there, you know, it's like uh, he's always bringing different luchadors, you know, from Mexico. Uh, that's, like, our main thing. Bring, uh, he brings Ares. Uh, Aramis uh, and Ares are our are, are current galley tanking champions right now. So so uh, they come here very often now. Uh, and then and then uh, we have our Discovery champion. Uh, it's uh, Atomico Jr. Uh, the belt is a tribute to, to Discovery. Uh, so that's why uh, he has the belt there. And then our world champ, uh, we have like two world champions, but like one of them is the world champion. The other one's like the, like the intercontinental champion, uh, Coley Jones and, uh, Ricky Cruz. Uh, they're our champions. Uh, this Sunday, uh, we have our big galley show this Sunday, like our big last, last show of the year, the big show, but even though we'll be running, but that that will be our last 
like main show. Uh, Ricky Marvin's gonna be there. Uh, Dante Martin from AEW. Uh, he he was there. Like I've been knowing Mar- uh, Dante since like he was he was like 16. And the funny thing is like uh, he always rem- like always tells me that like dude like you were the first person who ever like uh, like took pictures of me you know or like took videos of me you know when I was just a young kid and like he he was wearing a mask at the time. That was. I was gonna yeah. ask, wasn't that was that when he was wearing the mask? But yeah, yeah he was the uh, he was Angel Dorado, and and his brother was Airwolf. Uh, yeah, that, and they came to Galley because of the whole like Matt gimmick, you know. And and then Galley, we we want like uh, mostly luchadors, you know, like people with masks, you know, like Psycho Clowns is, is coming this weekend too, you know. It's like oh, and then Sam Adonis, you know, shout out to Sam Adonis. You know, it's like another guy that's been a big influence on me too. Uh, Diamante Azul is coming, um, and Puma King this weekend. You know, so like Galley is, it's a lot, uh, it's a promotion a lot of people don't know about because they're only on YouTube. Uh, and like yeah. we were trying to like show it on Fight TV, but there was a whole situation going on there. But like now they show on Facebook or YouTube. And that's something that I want people to see. You know, it's like people know about AAW. You know, like people know about uh, GCW. You know, GCW right now they're they're in in a really high spot right now. You know, like they're considered to be the indie spot indies. Yeah. You know, it's like they're next to PWG right now. You know, it's like people know about GCW, but people don't know about Galley or people don't know about um, like freelance underground. You know, freelance wrestling. Uh, companies like uh, Zello Pro, you know, that's another promotion I I work for, you know, that often. And like, uh, there's there's so many promotions that people know, like like they do know, but like they don't want to admit it that, that they know, you know. It's like, is there like guilty pleasure, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of describing it. I think yeah, there's definitely, definitely guilty pleasure indie promotions that people, you know, won't say that they like, but then, you know, they're creeping on the Wrestling with Unicorns page looking at all those clips that you put up on there. <laughs> right. Man, I I've, no. Oh, I, I, I've watched many a galley event just through your, your footage. Yep. Uh, they, they do have Facebook Same. coverage now um, at, at Galley Lucha on Facebook, like you said, but uh, they, I mean, for those of you that don't want to play with Facebook, it's the wrestling with unicorns coverage is really good. Yeah. 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 Th- thank you for that because uh, the funny thing is that Carlos always like uh, he told me he goes he goes Martin like every time I see your Instagram I see the whole match I was like I was like <laughs> you just cover all the spots and if the whole match is spots then what you're just doing your job. Yeah, right. You can't be mad at the man for doing his job. Yeah, that's what uh, he told me last time. He was like, uh, he was a like, Martin. Like uh, every time I see uh, wrestling unicorns, I see the whole match. You know, he he goes like, uh, he goes, oh, it's like you have to give him a little flavor. I was like, but the thing is, the the whole match is good. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like uh, in the Ramis in the Aris match and like against like any other team. I was like, those matches are always gonna be popping. You know, like those matches are always gonna be good. So I was like, I was like giving people what they want, you know, because a lot of people don't have Facebook, you know, like a lot of people don't want to sit down, you know, it's like, and watch a full show, you know, it's like, let's just give them, uh, for Gally, only for Gally, I give a lot of clips, you know, like for Gally, I give a lot of clips, and then for other promotions, I don't because, because of the different rules, you know, it's like they, 
they mostly focus on DVD selling or focus on on uh, pay per view buys. You know, a galley they mostly give give the show for free. You know, so then the thing I do, I basically give it for free too. You know, but the thing is, like, I put the links on there. But hey, like, if you want to check this full show out, like, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook. You know, whichever you prefer to watch the full show if you want to. You know. Uh, and that's something that I mostly do, you know, is that I give promotion their exposure. You know, I make sure people know where to find it, you know, make people show, like, sure what promotion is, you know, like, uh, what network, you know. And, like, uh, what the questions I hate is is always, like, where can I see this? I'm like, it's just right there. It's either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, those are the questions and I'm like, cool. <laughs> I, I should also throw out there that Galley does also have LuchaTV.com, where uh, I don't know what all's available there, but it looks like you can catch older events that are on there at the very least. So, uh, yeah. just uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, and like, and like you know, like you can see the older shows. Uh, honestly, like you can find there's free shows everywhere: YouTube, uh, IWTV. Um, uh, Lucha TV, you know, and then like even a Roku, you know, it's like I was like randomly because uh, I have a Fire TV and then like I downloaded a Roku app. I don't know what was Roku, oh, Roku, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> I see a galley show, right? And then the funny thing was that it was a show that I filmed for him because I, I used to be his uh camera guy, like uh, uh his cool. Roman camera guy, you know, I was like, I used to be the Roman camera guy, so then I, I literally. I'm sitting there. I was like, wait. I was like, I remember the show. I was like, I literally filmed the show. <laughs> <laughs> Deja vu. Yeah. Like, yeah I that's going Car- be interesting. I was like, Carlos. I was like, is your show on Roku? He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. Uh, they're on Roku, Amazon Prime. He started naming everything. I was like, I was like, how? I'm like, how did you not tell nobody? He goes, uh, he goes, oh, I just forgot to tell people that oh. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was like, I was like, oh, cool. I was like, people are gonna find the show randomly. Okay. With everyone that you filmed over the years, I mean, you've talked some pretty big names and people who have moved on to, you know, bigger promotions, you know, national television. Is there anyone that you have yet to film that you would love to film? Oh, oh my God, I love this question. Ooh, okay, so, <laughs> so the person in my list that it's like number one in my list, and like I always mention it to everybody, and like and this person even knows that like, I want to film him, like he knows this. Uh, El hijo de vikingo. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> yes. You know, like I seen his stuff, and my like, I was like, I can make so many cool clips out of this. You know, like and like I haven't even told him too. I was like, dude, like. I wish one day you'd come to the United States and like I'll be able to film you or like even here or like, even in Mexico. I was like, because I need to film you because I was like, you're 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 technically in my lucha libre list, you know, my first lucha libre list, number one, because I filmed I filmed um, Penta, uh, Rush, you know, uh, Ray Horace, Dragon Lee. Um, there's a bunch of luchadors that I filmed, but like I can't even remember like. The, like the list, but like they have already hit it. Like, uh, um, El Bavaro Cabernario, you know, it's like, uh, oh, this guy from Samuel, I have filmed them and stuff, but like, Hijo Vikingo is the one that like I need to film before I die, basically. <laughs> you know, it's like, I need to. 
Well, we'll help start with that campaign, you know, absolutely. wrestling with unicorns for Hijo de Vikingo, because you're absolutely right. We love, I mean, he was one of really the luchadors that I, more modern luchadors that I fell in love with and watching his work in AAA and on the show, we constantly talk about him. And I think in general, yeah. he is being touted as the next big luchador from just the wrestling community from other wrestlers from fans like he is the next big name in in lucha libre really over you know possibly over the next 10 20 years yeah yes so uh something i mentioned to you off air but i'm going to mention it to the listeners right now is that if you've ever listened to a lucha central weekly podcast interview uh we're going to do something a little bit different with today's interview and we're going to jump into some hot topics as martin here is really on the pulse of independent wrestling i mean we've talked about already all of the promotions that he has filmed for and the luchadors that he has worked with so we figured why not ask him about his thoughts on some of the hottest topics happening in pro wrestling and one of the hottest ones that is happening currently is the news with ring of honor uh with the restructuring um that they have they're undergoing um and the news that they have decided to uh you know release their wrestlers from their contracts really over the next few months what we were curious of knowing from your perspective is how do you feel about you know, the recent Ring of Honor news and, and how it's going to affect smaller independent promotions throughout the country. Honestly, like, it's upsetting, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like there's so many of my friends who worked in Ring of Honor, you know, it's like it, it sucks that they don't have that job no more, you know, it's like because that was something that they were working for, you know, it's like they were actually getting paid, you know, it's like they were uh, Ring of Honor helped them with the pandemic, you know, that, that was something huge they were doing. You know, it's like, honestly, I feel like with this release, uh, with the whole Ring of Honor thing is like, it's going to make the independent scene with different talents, you know, like matches that we, we kind of thought of never like imagining of happening, you know, it's like, uh, like right now, like a great example, you know, like the Briscoes, you know, like they are the GCW tag team champions, you know, it's like, yeah. who would imagine in 2021, the Briscoes would have been in the Indies winning one of the toppest in the uh, tag team champions going on, you know? And then with the Luchadors, you know, it's like now we can have a lot of dream matches going on, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like because like Ray Horace now is free, you know? It's like a Flamita, Bandito, you know, someone else who like, who like, who was doing so good in the Indies, you know? And then he signed with Ring of Honor and he couldn't do so many bookings anymore, you know? It's like, I feel like it's gonna it's good for them for the indies, but the bad thing is that like some guys might be losing spots, you know, because of the with the bigger names, you know, it's like let's yeah. be, let's be straight up honest, you know, it's like uh, some people would rather book a bandido rather than a local wrestler, you know, uh, wrestler training, you know, it's like or even though they're for free, but they rather get someone bigger, you know, it's like and that's yeah. something that I feel. It might be happening, you know. It's like there are so many guys that are getting named right now, uh, and, and like uh, indie promotions. But it's good for indie, you know, uh, for indie wrestling. But it's bad for them because they just lost a contract, you know, like they lost guaranteed money, and and it sucks for them, you know. But for us, it's like wow, you know, it's like we're gonna get some good matches. But but like it just depends on seeing what will be happening because it, so recently, uh. 
You know, it's like uh, lately I've I have been seeing a lot of Ring of Honor guys already. You know, it's like this past weekend I went to Colorado and like I did a, a, a Rocky Mountain Pro show, and there was a Sledge. The Sledge is a Ring of Honor uh, wrestler. You know, it's like, and he was just released too. You know, yeah. it's like I've been seeing. Uh, and then like two weeks ago, way before the whole like Ring of Honor thing, like uh, Ray Horace was here in Chicago. You know, Ray Horace was here. Uh, Roxy uh, was here. You know. The woman, uh, the Ring of Honor woman champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Seeing so many of these guys like starting like like technically like a couple of weeks ago they were doing indie bookings, you know, and I, I was surprised they were doing indie bookings because I know how Ring of Honor is so exclusive. But even though lately they've been like very lenient, but seeing them, I'm like, oh cool. And then like seeing this news, I'm like, oh I'm like, you know, it's like probably that was something that Ring of Honor was more lenient because they were thinking of doing something, you know. But like, I'm I. I don't consider myself an insider, you know, so I just, mm-hmm. something that I just hear, something that I just, it's just my opinion, you know, uh, but right. yeah, you know, I felt like, you know, it's like, ugh, it sucks, but like, it'll be good to see different matches, you know, like fresh up the indies, you know, uh, especially right. with, the, with the WWE guys being released, you know, like uh, Wally Murphy, you know, recently he wrestled for Warrior. Man, this guy is good too. You know, it's like so good. Yeah, he's incredible. You know exactly. You know he's he's incredible, and he's going to New Japan. You know, it's like yeah. they're and they're gonna have some good matches over there. Mm-hmm. You know? and then uh, and then right now it's like let's see what else happens. You know, with the lot with the Luchadors like Dragon Lee and his brother uh, uh, Drago. Trili- <laughs> yeah, Tralistico. Yeah, Tralistico. You know, like they just Triple A for. For the Eros Immortales show, you know, it's like, uh, like seeing that going on, it's like, it's gonna be good, you know, uh, but it just sucks that, that, like, a lot of wrestlers lost their job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, such a good point. It, it, cause it's a mixed bag, you know, for the independent scene, even in itself, a mixed bag of new matches, you know, getting more eyes to their product by having some, some bigger names. But that then also puts off other maybe talent that are trying to make a name for themselves. And as well, too, now there's one less independent promotion for people to land and one less independent promotion for wrestlers to work towards and have a career in. Um, yeah. So that just makes that whole landscape for, you know, what is that next step for a lot of wrestlers much more unknown. Uh, we kind of touched on it in the the previous question, but what do you think about the current state of luchadors in WWE, including what's going on in NXT right now with NXT 2.0? Uh, honestly, I don't really watch WWE. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is we, the we right thing I only do because of the show. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our job to kind of do that. So we're, I really we're hoping you could tell things. us because we don't know. <laughs> uh, I used to watch NXT a lot because of my friends because I have a lot of friends in NXT and like, I used to have more friends in NXT but and then right. like the cuts happen you know and the, that's the part that sucks but uh but like I've been like watching some of the shows uh like the NXT uh but like with the with with like Raw and SmackDown I don't really watch it but like, I have heard about um uh Angel Garza and Roberto Carrillo they were put together, you know, it's like, yeah. and that's good, you know, like, uh, we're having two Mexicans together, you know, it's like, 
and like making us proud, you know. <laughs> they're good uh, together too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good too. together. So, so like that's good, you know. But the sad, the sadly thing, but like let's be honest, they're not gonna win the tiny belt, you know. So like, let's be honest. You fucking right, because that's we yeah. constantly talk about it on the show where we kind of have our hopes up for a few weeks. But how how high do you set those expectations? Because how far are they gonna go? You know, right. at best. They'll be maybe a number one contender. They'll go for the belts, but it's not going to go anywhere. So how much do you invest if you ultimately know it's not going to go anywhere? Exactly. And that's why it's like uh, I don't try to invest myself so much because I'm like I have like high hopes and then like they get crushed. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm, I, I have been like disappointed like my entire life. So I don't want to be disappointed again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that's true, though. They have that track record. Like it, it, it's uh, like Dusty just said, it's true. The whole point is that they just they do this all the time to us that want the luchadors in particular to do well. I, mm, sorry, I'll rant if I don't stop. Myself. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're among like-minded people, Martin. That's why you just got us going. We thought, are we the only ones that think this way? And proved us no. Oh. No. Let's be honest, you know, it's like, that's why it's like, I stopped watching it. But even though, like, I still pay for Peacock, I know, I still pay for Peacock. You know, it's like, I randomly, like, uh, I go hang out with my brother and, like, I just put Peacock on, you know, it's like, I watch, like, the old WWE shows or, like, the, or, or, like, the ICW shows, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. or, like, indie, like, the indie shows that they have on there, you know, it's like, and sometimes, I just watch some like, random stuff on there, you know, it's like so I can catch up with the UK scene because that's something that I really enjoy and like I really like is the uh, is the UK scene going on, e- even though WWE has taken over that scene. But that's a whole different story. But, you know, it's like that's great for them. But but they really messed up a lot of people over there, you know, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, know <laughs> you know, but but yeah, it's like I, I still pay for Peacock and like I tried to catch up on the WWE, but I can't. You know, I catch up everything else except that. Uh, but NXT, like, I watch it. I used to watch it constantly because of, like, let's be honest, Alex Zane. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, he's the guys. you know, it's like, he, uh, he's another guy that, like, I, I became close friends to, uh, before he signed. You know, it's like, I, the funny thing is, like, now I can actually say it, but, like, I knew a while that he was signed. Like, I knew, yeah. like, like, we'll, Way before he like, announced it, like I knew, like he was signed, yeah. and it was yeah, suck, yeah. you know. So, but then now that he's back, you know, it's, it's cool seeing him now, you know. But the sad, but the bad thing is that I, I I don't see him as often as much no more, uh, because he's mostly booked at GCW, he's mostly booked everywhere else except like locally in Chicago. But the good thing he's coming to to Chicago for the Windy City Classic, uh, this at the end of the month, so like, I'll be able to see him there, um. Uh, and then like I still watch it because of uh, what's your names? Uh, MSK. Yeah. You know? uh, those guys are, are another guys that I basically grew up with them. You know, it's like I met when they hit a W debut here in 2016. You know, it's like I I barely started the page and we just started talking about like uh, he was asking me, hey, like what's your page about? Blah blah. blah. And that was how I met him. And then I met uh, now. Uh, uh, Nash Carter, yeah, uh, Sacred Wentz in the Indies. Uh, he was another guy like I became really close with. Then Desmond, 
so like I, that was the main reason why I was watching NXT. But now it's like there's there's nobody that I really know on there anymore. So so I'm like I just watch it. But yeah, and then since like last week, uh, uh, they just lost the tag team belts. So I'm like I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, I'm so, like, you know, terminaste. Yeah. You're like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna watch it anymore. I was like, there's no reason to watch it anymore because they just lost the tiny belts. So I'm like, no. So you, uh, you already mentioned liking the UK scene uh, and then the WWE buyout. One of the things we talk about on the show a lot is the constant rumors that the WWE is trying to do a similar move down in Mexico. Uh, uh, as, uh, as Nicely as you can. <laughs> what are your feelings on that? Honestly, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think it's it's kind of a it's a good thing, but then a bad thing, you know, because I know my people, you know, it's like I know how they're going to react to it. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like some people will be like, yeah, you know, WWE, but other people will be like, you know, it's like curse them out. You know, it's like they will they will say some certain things. You know, but like I feel like WWE should should shouldn't be touching that area. You know, because there's so many there's so many companies down there. You know, we have Triple A, you know, Sam L, and then WWE comes in. You know, it's like another one. You know, it's like we kind of know the situation between Sam L and Triple A. You know, right. and then, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and then down there. You know, it's like uh, it's everywhere. You know, it's like. There's so many small promotions going on on there. You know, it's like uh, WGR is one of the big ones. You know, it's like uh, I, I have met Senor, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Marco Moreno. You know, it's like uh, like the owner. I met him before. You know, it's like, and, and, and we have spoken about like something similar like that before. You know, it's like, and him, for him personally, like he has told me, he goes, he goes, that's on them. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm still going to run my shows. You know, it's like, I'm still going to run the way I want it, you know, it's like, I'm not going to get influenced by no one else, and that was something that I spoke to him about, like, recently, even recently, uh, when he brought some of his guys here at Galley, uh, but honestly, like, WWE going to Mexico, like, they, they shouldn't touch that territory, they should be just focusing on the UK, but, like, don't touch my people's territory, you know, <laughs> you, know <it's> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, all of us are good down there, you know, it's like, uh, let them live their lives, uh, it's like like I wouldn't want them to to like touch touch it or like do like uh Mexico UK or not me sorry uh Mexico NXT they shouldn't okay. be touching it but but I don't know it's like uh they probably want to but I hope they don't know so. <laughs> but you make a good comparison of what happened on the UK scene and how you know WWE's presence impacted. Uh, a lot of the independent scene in the UK, it would be very likely that something very similar would happen. Um, and we just talked about the fact that WWE doesn't necessarily utilize their luchadors in the best way to begin with. So uh, how much sense does that really make for them if they were to do something like that? Exactly. And that's why like, I feel like when there are rumors about a luchador going to WWE, I'm like... Oh, I'm yeah, it's like, first of all, like, my, like, first, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like, you're going to be making money. But then I'm like, 
they're gonna ruin you though. You know, it's like let's, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and hopefully, uh, and hopefully the WWE is not listening to this. You know, it's like I still want to be hired one day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll edit this out. We'll edit this out, and you know, we'll fix it in you know, post. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest, you know, like uh, like AEW is like they kind of know what they're doing for the luchadors. You know, like AEW, it's like they have the lucha bros. You know, it's like they they are the are they still the the tag team champions? Because I haven't watched uh, AEW for a while now, so. That would be another question we were actually interested in getting your thoughts on because the well they still are the AEW tag team champions but they did lose the AAA tag team yeah. ta- championships to, to FTR so you know what what are your thoughts on that too especially with the way FTR win them and they are now your AAA tag team champions you know. Uh, I just want to ask what, what were your thoughts on that <laughs> match and, and how that went down. Okay, so 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 I remember like I wasn't watching AEW uh, because I usually don't watch wrestling when I'm home. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I usually don't watch it because I have so much uh, footage to edit, and then I have so much wrestling. It's overwhelming. Uh, but I was in social media, and then like out of nowhere, I saw FTR of uh, the Triple H Champions. I'm like, what? You know? So then I watched it, and then like. And I started seeing like the like the backlash, you know. It's like let's be honest, there's a lot of people in Mexico who are very upset, you know. The the FTR, you know, it's like. But the thing is, like a, a lot of people were making rumors. They're like, oh yeah, like the AAA locker room is upset, you know. It's like, but the thing is, like, you know, it's like it's a good move for AAA because that's giving them more eyes to the product, you know. It's like for them because they can't be showing their shows in the United States, you know. It's like because something going on you know it's like you know it's like for them to have a different option you know it's like be able to have more eyes on them they're like oh cool they're like uh ftr are the tanking champions you know like oh let me go find a uh um a triple h on youtube you know or or, or let me go look at the triple a uh social medias you know it's like kind of give them more eyes on them and and it's the same way what happened with with uh, the, uh diana parazzo you know like winning the reina de reina champion you know it's like and then kenny omega being the the mega champion, you know, it's like, even though people are saying, oh yeah, uh, there's no talent from AAA holding any AAA belts, you know, it's like, kind of messed up. But yeah. the thing is, like, seeing it in the business-wise, it's like giving more eyes to the product, you know, it's like having a Canadian and American, like, Americans having the belts, you know, it's like getting them more publicity, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a win and a loss for some people, you know, it's like, I, for me personally, like, like uh, them having the boats. At first, I'm like kind of confused, but then seeing it as a uh, business-wise, you know, it's like it's good for them, but it's bad for AAA because they don't have anybody holding their boats. You know, it's like anybody from there, like their own guys holding the boats. You know. Yeah, but, exactly. You know? But the thing is, like, uh, they're running as many shows uh, as they used to because of the whole pandemics are going on. Uh, so, so. So like them having the belts on TV, you know, like having people see the belts that that like somebody has them, you know, it's like rather than just having them in Mexico and nobody sees them, you know. So that's why it's like it's it's a win and a loss, but for me it's like it's a good thing uh, for business, but it's like it's a bad thing because there's no triple A people holding belts, so. 
Oh, and I think that's the struggle. And I think at least, you know, also with your role, being able to see a little bit more of that business side of wrestling and how visibility is a big thing. I mean, that's, that's you know, you're in the business yeah. of visibility and, and getting people to get more eyes on a product. So I think that insight is pretty valuable, understanding that logic of, of AAA um, because of, you know, the complications they have right now of content, even just get being on YouTube that, you know, I mean, being able to have their name and their titles and even a storyline on U.S. national television is ultimately a, a big win for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like that's why uh, it's unfortunately that they can uh, like show their shows in the United States right now. You know, it's like it sucks. But then having champions on TV or or like you say, you know, having the storyline based on triple a belts you know like and that's something you know it's like people be like oh cool triple a is still alive you know you know it's like and and it's something good for them in the business wise you know it's like uh having uh like all like behind the scenes you know like i, I see so many things behind the scenes you know it's like there's things that i i can never mention you know it's like you know it's like but like, i've seen it so much like so much politics like we were talking about earlier you know it's like so many different things and like uh of like why why things happen for a reason, you know, like, that's something that I've learned, it's, like, like, you, you have to, uh, you, you have to treat this as a business, you know, it's like, you have to make sure people know your product, you know, making sure people are engaged in your product, making sure people know that you're still running, because, like, because of the pandemic, there were so many promotions that, like, synced, you know, like, there, there's a lot of promotions that don't run anymore, because, because they were badly accept, uh, barely attacked, like uh, badly attacked because of the pandemic going on. You know, it's like being able to still be alive, still being able to show people, hey, like we're still running shows. You know, it's like just like they can't do it completely like they used to, but now they're still running or doing something with them. Well, Martin, speaking of visibility, please let our listeners know where they can find Wrestling with Unicorns. Uh, you can find us on uh, on our website, wrestlingwithunicorns.org, because .com was taken. Uh, you can <laughs> the merch there. Uh, uh, you can support us uh, with merch. Uh, and then you can go on Facebook, Wrestling with Unicorns, Twitter, Wrestling with Unicorns. Uh, even though on Twitter we are we are censor, like sensitive content, like to to the point that like you need to go to your settings and accept. Like you, you can see sensitive content, but even though it's like it's it's it's, it's wrestling, but according to Twitter, it's it's uh, it's violent. You know, it's like it's yeah. something crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and Instagram, wrestling unicorns. Uh, TikTok, uh, we are TikTok is luchando with no luchando con unicorns because we had wrestling unicorns, but then we got banned because it was considered violent content too. Uh, so, so, so like you can just follow us on any social media to make sure you go to uh, support wrestling with unicorns and then on TikTok make sure you do Luchando because that's the only one we have on TikTok. Um, yeah, do I have anything else? I was like, no, I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> so. Yeah, I said I I think my count was pretty good. I did the math 
very regular, rigorously earlier today between your social media platforms. I found Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok where you can find Wrestling with Unicorns. So make sure you follow them as we plug them on the show a lot as a forum to watch wrestling from all over the U.S., from Chicago to Texas uh, to Colorado. I mean, there's places I know, Martin, you're still traveling all over the U.S. to film independent wrestling promotions and following wrestling with unicorns makes you feel like you're there um like you're getting the pulse of what's happening on the independent scene getting to watch some of your favorite wrestlers and luchadors especially um and seeing those moments that really you know are are part of some of the best highlight reels and moments of wrestling shows so thank you for what you do thank you for supporting and promoting independent wrestling that is something we are really passionate about here on the lucha central weekly podcast and literally you bring wrestling to thousands of people every day i know and it's like it's uh it was super crazy uh it, it was uh, it was super crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but like in colorado you know it's like i i never been to colorado before you know i never worked in colorado before but like right away when i, I walked into the locker room so many of the guys already knew who i was like like literally they're oh uh they're like oh uh someone was like oh uh he's uh he's the guy that like everybody talks about right and i was like i was like i hope good things it's like it was yeah like everybody puts you over in the locker room you know it's like everybody was so welcoming and like every locker room that i go to you know it's like they're so welcoming because they know already you know like they know who i am uh that same thing happened when uh in north carolina because i, I never been to north carolina before you know it's like being there it's like everybody knew about it you know it's like everybody's like oh yeah we're seeing unicorns like i watch it all the time you know it's like uh and like i i get messages from the uk i get messages from india you know, it's like I got messages from like different countries telling me, hey, like, uh, like uh, I wake up in the morning, it's like I see your stuff. You know, it's like, like, and that's like my, uh, that's like my, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like my uh, morning news. You know, it's yeah. like morning news. You know, they're like, yeah, like I watch it. Like I, I sit down. Uh, someone told me um, when their grandparents passed away, they're like, uh, the only way uh, he will see me wrestle was through your clips. You know, it's like, and that was like, and like that, that for me personally, like it really touched my heart because I'm like, wow, it's like your, your, your grandpa, like your grandpa could have been watching you on like, on like YouTube, you know, but like him choosing to watch you on Twitter or Instagram, it's like, it's meaningful to me, you know, it's like, uh, and it's funny because even in my shoe job, uh, there's people who have seen my clips, but like, they don't know it's me. You know, it's like I, I remember one, one of my coworkers, um, he was telling me, oh, yeah, my my cousin is a wrestler. You know, it's like and and then um, he goes, oh, yeah, uh, I want to show you who he is. Right. And like literally when he shows me the Twitter, uh, it, it was my Twitter, you know, <laughs> you know, it was my Twitter. And uh, it was his cousin. Uh, his cousin is someone that like I film every weekend nowadays. You know, and I'm like, dude, like, that's literally, like, my page. He goes, that, that's, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm wrestling unicorns. I was like, man, like, I see your cousin every weekend. And, like, so cool. I, it happens all the time everywhere I go. You know, it's like, people are like, oh, cool, like, I like your shirt. You know, it's like, hey, like, I've seen that logo before. You know, it's like, it's cool to be recognized. But, like, I got some people, you know, it's like, for me, it's it's weird when people give me compliments about, about the page. You know, or 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 it's weird. For me personally, still, 
like to people like, oh man, like I appreciate what you do, you know, like, like just like, like telling me how much the page have helped them, you know, it's like, uh, that's something for me. It's like, I'm still getting used to it, you know, it's, even though I've been doing this for five years now, but it's hard, you know, it's like, it's hard to like accept them, you know, because, cause like I never did it for the fame. I never did it for, for anything else, you know, I just did it for the love of it, you know, and like now being able to, to do this, Every weekend, be able to uh, bring independent wrestling to so many people now. You know, it's like people being fans of, of wrestling unicorns. You know, like seeing people at shows wearing like my shirt. You know, it's like, I'm like, wow. It's like I feel uh, I, uh, I feel like Pentagon sometimes. You know, it's like <laughs> I've seen like ten shirt crowd. You know, it's so like cool. uh, and like me. You know, and it's yeah. uh, and then like especially um uh, like AEW used my work. You know, it's like that was something that. For me, it was meaningful because like it it was on TNT. You know, it's like I grew up uh, I grew up with WCW. You know, that I grew up with the uh, with the Cruiserweights. You know, that like, I grew up with with like Conan. You know, it's like uh, and like with like, Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrero, and then like being able to see my clips on the same on the same channel as they came out when I was a kid. You know, it's like that was something so meaningful to me, and it was um it was something uh like I literally like. I cry, you know, because because that was something that I felt so proud of at that moment, even though like I had accomplished so much so much already, but at that moment I felt like I made it. Because because like seeing like my mom watching it like with me, you know, it's like her who wasn't as the biggest support uh when I started doing this. You know, like to be honest, like my mom and my dad was never the biggest support because they're like, Oh, why are you doing this? Like like you know, like uh this uh, silly things, you know. But then her being able to sit down with me, you know, like I was in Mexico during during the time when the whole uh, AAW and the gauge happened. You know, it's like her having her sit down uh, and watching it with me and my brother and my sister. You know, it's like it was something that I will never forget. Uh, and that's why I'm very proud of that moment of of uh, AAW uh, choosing me to to uh, choosing me to use my work on on the program. You know, it's like. And now it's like being able to, uh, to accomplish like every, every, uh, every show I to be a big show, you know, every show, like no matter what company it is, no matter if it's 10 people, no matter if it's five people, you know, it's like I consider it a big show, even though I'm not a wrestler, but like I, I know the big show feelings, but I feel like every show is a big, show. every, every show for me personally is, is a big show, you know, that like, you always have to bring your 100%. Even though, like, you feel like, oh, there's only five people out there. No, it's like you had to work your hardest, you know. Like, I've seen so many luchadors almost almost literally killing themselves, you know. It's like for ten people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's how hard they go, you know. It's like, and that's how they're taught to do. And that's why, it's like, for me, doing clips, you know, it's like I, I literally, like, uh, I have uh, back problems, you know, because of, like, how, like, certain angles I do, you know. It's like, or, like, my knees. Are like hurting me, you know. It's like I'm 20, I'm turning 28 in a couple of weeks, you know. It's like, and I'm like, my knees are hurting me, but but I'm still doing this, you know. It's like, and I'm still doing it 100%, you know. It's like, even though sometimes I'm in pain, but I'm like, no, you know, it's like I have to uh, work hard no matter what. So, well, it shows because you <laughs> take them, yeah. Mm-hmm. You take amazing clips, and it's been recognized. 
you know, all over the world by fans, by wrestlers. Um, so thank you again for your content. Thank you again so much for your time and taking the time to speak with us on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Do not forget, listeners, to follow Wrestling with Unicorns on social media. You are truly missing out on something if you're not following them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And of course, we are your team here at the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, bringing you everything you need to know in the world of Lucha Libre. For Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the show on LuchaCentral.com and all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, as well as the partners at TheChairShot.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will be with you next time. And that is it for this week's edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Again, a very big thank you to Martin Carrillo from Wrestling with Unicorns for joining us on this week's episode and sharing his stories and experiences with us. Please make sure you check out Wrestling with Unicorns uh, to get some amazing clips of independent wrestling happening all over the United States. But also don't forget to check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can also check out Lucha Central at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com Lucha Central on Twitter. You can also check out Lucha Central's YouTube page that has hours upon hours of exclusive content like interviews and matches, just stuff that you can't find anywhere else. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy, and I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy. And Brendan, where can our listeners find you? I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the number. 321 T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm all over the Twitters, which today I'm going to use to say to to uh, say support your referees because that's trending right now. Um, so if you've got a local referee, just throw the, shut them out on Twitter to, when you hear this, and let's keep it going. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. And again, thank you all so much for listening and joining uh, us on this week's episode. Don't forget, if you are listening through your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and much, much more, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so you get notifications every time a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you think of the show or just reach out to us on social media as well. And let us know what you think of the show. Also, a big shout out to our partners at thechairshot.com who also distribute uh, this show. So make sure you check out thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. For Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will be back with you next week. <laughs>